0: Hey, welcome to the Savings Angel Show. The kids are all back in school and the lazier days of summer have come to an end. I am Josh Elledge, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, podcasting to you from the recovering city of Orlando, Florida, after Hurricane Irma. More on that in just a second. Now, I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and the guy that turns digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities over at upendpr.com. I love what I do, and I can't wait to get going on today's episode. Now, as you know, our nation has endured not one, but two major hurricanes. And our hearts and prayers go out to those who are suffering as a result of the hurricanes, Harvey and Irma. Now, from day one, Giving has been a big part of the Savings Angel mission statement. So, today I have some savings tips that will empower you to give even at times when it doesn't seem possible. Also, we're going to talk with Stephen Dash from Credible.com on some student loan savings you don't want to miss. Look, if student loans are anywhere in your future, you need to know what I am about to share with you. It is that big of a deal. And then finally, why every driver today needs to have a dash cam and so i'm actually going to have max thayer from Rogue to talk about what dash cams are and why every person that you know is on the road should have a dash cam sorry we're just in that age and i'll tell you why so let's get right to saving more earning more and living more abundantly I live in Orlando, and as you may have seen, uh, again, just depending on when you're listening to this, well, we just had Hurricane Irma just come right through, just gutted Florida right up down uh, the mainland, um, up to up to us and beyond, and uh, you know, it's not fun, uh, it's, you know, the worst part about a hurricane, well, you know, it's like good and bad, right, because the good thing is, um, hurricanes... Generally, you have a really, really big lead time. So so especially in the wake of Harvey, like everybody was on edge. And so on social media, there's just a lot of, I don't want to say panic, but um, a lot of concern, uh, particularly from those outside of Florida. And I do appreciate that. Look, I'm so, so grateful for the outpouring of support that my family and I received uh, in, in making sure that we were going to be OK. Um, now, thankfully, we're up in central Florida and in central Florida it wasn't nearly as bad as it was uh, in South Florida and, of course, in the, uh, the islands as well. So by the time it got to us, listen, the, preparing for a hurricane is is uh, for us, it just took forever. I, it feels like it was a week long of kind of worrying and preparing. And you know, I'll tell you that for my dear friends listening to this, for you, my dear friend, listening to this show right now, when you exercise good preparation, uh, and you're you're smart and mindful about how you spend your money, and you do things like when you find a great deal, you buy extras so that you can either donate or you can make sure that your own food stores are safe. You just don't need to worry so much. It was I found it fascinating that well, not fascinating, but I mean, just it it, it it's a reality that uh, the the grocery stores. It was like locusts had gone through them in the uh, the final days up to Irma uh, heading through our town, and largely, I believe this is because people just didn't have enough products on hand. And so, again, if you are shopping the Savings Angel way, and the shopping shopping the Savings Angel way is really simple. It just comes down to a couple of principles. Number one, only buy great deals. And when you get them, get number two is when you get great deals, buy lots of them, right? Because you never want to pay full price for anything. Right? That's real simple, okay? And and it's really really easy to do. Now, if you have a store that has great sales, obviously you want to focus on the lost leaders. You want to take advantage of coupons and discounts. I'll talk a little bit more about this in a second. But I was just really struck with the, you know the fact that uh, people were checking out at the grocery store with just carts filled with stuff and, you know, um, products, you know, shelves were just bare. Um, you know, what normally, uh, this, you know, it, had people been kind of preparing a little bit further in advance and I lo- know what you're saying, right? You might say, well, I don't have the money to prepare in advance. Well, listen, if you're getting your food for 50 to 70% off, yes, you do. Right. And so what it's, it's a simple mathematics. Um, when you get, Let's say you normally buy in a panic, you buy cereal for $4 a box. I don't want you buying cereal for $4 in a box in a panic. I want you buying cereal for $1 a box. And when you get the $1 cereal, you buy lots of that. So you never, ever, ever, ever have to buy the $4 cereal. How do you do that? It's really simple. Okay. You get the BOGOs, you buy the loss, you try to identify what the lost leaders are in the store, and then you look around and you see what coupons are available. It's pretty simple. We've got some coupons that are um, up on our site at Savings Angel. Um, we send, a, we do a post once a week with some of the best coupons that we find. Um, so you can use that. Um, certainly, you can search around on the internet and, and find uh, coupon databases. Um, we used to do that. We don't do that anymore. We just, I'm sorry we're too busy <laughs> um, with, with other things. Um, but it's, it's really not that difficult. And then you just, again, just stock up on those items. All right. And then you have a pantry that's full. Um, Water was another thing that uh, we knew that uh, as September was approaching, that that was going to be the generally historically, that's the most active hurricane month uh, for Florida uh, in particular. So uh, I happened to see uh, a sale where water was like $2.50 a case. So I bought a bunch. Uh, I bought uh, one case for each member of my family. I bought four cases, 10 dollars Boom, I'm set, I didn't have to, and unfortunately, Um, You know, sadly, people were buying, and I kid you not, they were buying bottles of Avion um, because they wanted bottled water. Now, I also happen to believe that you can do other things other than just buy bottled water. I mean, you could buy, um, we actually have a couple of Coleman large 10-gallon, I think they were, no, maybe five-gallon plastic inflatable containers. You just fill them up with water directly from your sink, and then you have your water. So just make sure that if you're still anywhere in hurricane- territory uh, that you've gone to uh, ready.gov, you know, you've gone to the Red Cross's website, um, you know everything that you need to have, right? I I mean, again, uh, from Texas to Florida, East Coast, you know, especially Southeast Coast, I mean, you're you're kind of in that spot with us, right? Please make sure you're prepared. I mean, if you're, hopefully, you should be prepared now uh, that this has been so in the news. Uh, but I want to talk about, and this is really important, because when tragedy strikes, you're going to be one of two people. You are either going to be prepared, and and hopefully more than prepared, and you'll be in a position to be a giver, or you're going to be in a position where you're just going to need to rely on um, the giving of others, and and I'm not placing judgment on uh, on that. I'm just saying that if you have a choice today, that perhaps you consider um, some steps that you can do to prepare just a little bit better, right? So let's talk about how you can uh, be empowered with your budget so that if you'd like to give right now, and there are a lot of people that have been affected in a very, very big way with these two hurricanes, right? So right now, hearts are kind of motivated to give and help. And yet, sometimes our budgets, they seem to prevent us from helping as generously as we'd like. Okay, we have that fear, that, that that fear of scarcity, and that scarcity robs us of good that that we can do, good that we want to do. I know what that's like. When you're in that position where you say, look, I would love to fill the cups of other people, but I'm kind of nervous here because my own cup isn't very full, all right? So so let me give you some ideas here. I've got um, seven ideas here. This is going to help you out. Number one, execute a pantry and freezer challenge for at least a week, longer if you can, make all meals and snacks only from what you already have on hand and the bare necessities from the store. Using the amount you typically spend per week on food and subtracting those necessities send the difference to your charity or relief organization of choice. Now, for those of us in a hurricane path, hopefully you were using a lot of your products and you weren't buying a lot of stuff, especially those frozen products that are a little well, they're a little perishable. So that's that's absolutely what we were doing. We were really digging into the freezer on that week prior to Irma, saying, look, if we're gonna lose power for a long time, now thankfully we had purchased a generator from a pawn shop uh, a number of years ago. Actually, moving to Florida, that's one of the things that we did in our first year. It's like, look, I don't know how often hurricanes happen down here, but I don't want to be up a creek. So I'm going to have a generator. So, but it was possible that, you know, even with a generator and a week's worth of fuel, which we had, you could still lose food uh, in the freezer. So uh, we were motivated to use that up. So if you're in a position where look nothing is imminent and you still want to help, then go ahead and empty out your freezer a little bit uh, by consuming that and what you normally would have spent, just give it away. Number two, skip the extras for a week or even two. For each person or family, this is going to be different. I personally consider extras anything you really could live without or work around. things like stopping at a coffee shop on your way to work, buying hot school or hot school lunches, going out to dinner at the restaurant, just save the money you'd normally spend on those things. Maybe it's forty dollars by the end of the week. and there you go. forty dollars makes a big difference, especially if we're talking about everybody who listens to this show times forty dollars. Well that really adds up. Well, that's 40 times, we get an average of about 10,000 listeners per, yeah, so that's $400,000. That's not nothing. So I'll tell you what, I'm in. I'm doing, I'm I'm doing definitely just in honor of just this show, aside from the other giving and stuff that that we love to do. uh, I am absolutely putting my $40. uh, We will donate that to the American Red Cross. Uh, Again, if you are, you are welcome to join me. You don't have to, um, but there's another idea. Just uh, again, if you can uh, maybe skip restaurants with me, I'm going to skip some restaurants this week so we can all help out. Number three. Save gas in every way you can. Now, maybe you can carpool to work or school or even bicycle, maybe combine errands so that you drive less or possibly take a different route to your destination. I know I try to, I now am buying so much online just simply because the time it takes me to travel. Um, Again, I know someone's going to have to pay for that fuel, like Amazon or whomever, but it's not me. Uh, And so that's extra fuel that my family and I don't have to use. Now, sometimes we spend extra fuel, not to mention time, by simply not planning ahead or looking ahead well enough. Now, think about picking up milk earlier in the week when you could have uh, you could have and needing to the go to the store again. What I'm saying is that, um, you know, just again, try to consolidate all your trips to stores and things like that. Uh, you know, Monday is your big shopping day, for example, uh, which it normally is for me. Now, do anything you can think of to spend less on gasoline so that you can give instead. Number four, you can fast a meal or even a day. Now, Fasting is not only good for the body and mind, it's a great way to free up giving money. Maybe you can commit to fasting your lunch every day for a week so that you can send your money you'd normally spend. I recognize for some of you, you might be thinking, Josh, it's a little extreme. Look, it either fits in your lifestyle or it doesn't. That's fine. Now, you could consider fasting a whole day and you could figure out how much per day you typically spend on food. Now, once you have the numbers, send that amount to your charity of choice. Now, again, with this tip, please be cautious. Only execute fasting if you uh, don't have a medical condition which would uh, prohibit safe fasting. Number five, you can launch a coupon attack. Now, you can commit to using coupons for nearly everything for the next week or two. Now, you'll likely do it longer once you see how much you'll save. To effectively use coupons, you need to spend the time to locate them and even be willing to alter your purchases and your routine. Now, choose a different brand of cereal or switch the store where you'll, where you'll buy that needed shirt. Um, you could, uh, again, coupons exist for almost every need, service, and purchase. You just have to be del- Diligent to find them. Number six, you could change where you shop. Store loyalty can be a strong emotion. I get it. Some people love Target, all right? But shopping lower price places like Aldi can save you some money. And don't be fooled by the old thinking that store brand tastes bad. In fact, many people actually prefer the less expensive store brands over national brands on many products. And I've done this before. I, we actually did, gosh, you'd have to search through our archives maybe maybe we only did it on social media but I actually went to Walmart and I said look I'm going to buy 10 Walmart brand things and then I'm going to buy 10 store brand things now I'm going to be honest some of them were pretty gross Walmart ketchup listen Walmart that is just nasty All right, it is no good. Your Walmart mayonnaise, yeah, that's not so good either. I would not buy Walmart, like the cheapest Walmart dog food, but the Walmart premium dog food is actually really good. Um, I I love using, I think it's Pet Food Advisor or dogfoodadvisor.com to check it out. um, And and that might be an option for you. Uh, Walmart garbage bags are in fact uh, tested better than the premium brands. So again, you have to do your own testing. And once you find a winner... Stick with it, and that's gonna help you. Now, again, fresh foods are often cheaper at smaller stores like Aldi because they carry a more specific selection. Number, number seven. Give away your points and miles. Now, numerous points clubs and loyalty programs are making giving your accumulated points to relief efforts available right now. Now, you can easily give by donating your points. Now, it's a no-money way to give and give instantly. Check all your points programs to see who's participating in this effort. Now, companies doing this include Best Western, Choice Hotels, Hilton Hotels, Southwest Airlines, Alaska Airlines, JetBlue Airlines, and nearly all credit cards with points or rewards. Now, one of the easiest for almost everybody, and one of my favorites, is Swagbucks. Taking another angle, United Airlines and American Airlines are giving frequent flyer miles to those who donate to Hurricane Harvey relief. So there's some options. And you might be in a position where you're like, look, there's no way I'm going to get to the 100,000 mile barrier to get to that next level this year. So I may as well donate my 15,000 miles. And if everyone's donating some miles, look, someone's going to get a free flight. That's kind of cool. Now, no matter how you come up with your donations, be sure to only donate to reputable organizations and charities with a proven track record, okay? Only ones like American Red Cross and Salvation Army, well, those ones are safe choices because even in times of crisis, criminals take advantage. They don't care about others they're pretty much the scum of the earth and they'll steal your donation money so stick to donating through solid organizations make sure to go directly to any donation sites yourself not through links floating around through the internet and also looters there's a special spot (laughs) i'm not gonna say that I, I will just say I have no patience for looters. I'm not going to say anything. Prof- I'm not going to say anything hurtful or hateful. All I'm saying is looters, you you really frustrate me. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. That's no good. All right. Look, I want to end on a positive note here. We at Savings Angel, our hearts and prayers go out to all of those that were affected by Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma. Any other hurricanes that are coming. Tornadoes that happen, fires, natural disasters, earthquakes, floods blizzards it's just a fact you know it's just living on the earth just this stuff is just going to happen um horrible accidents happen and that's why we uh as savings angels uh savings angels we you know we we want to we want to empower ourselves so that we can be um the angels on earth to help in times of need and when you can do that my friends that is part of living abundantly (laughs) Now, before getting to my interview with my friend Steven Dash from Credible, I want to mention that I've gotten many more tips and ways that you can hack your budget on everything from groceries to utilities. You want to cut your utility bill by a third? It's possible. You can do it. And it's not as crazy. The, The things that you can do really work. It's not as a uh, biggest sacrifice as you think it's going to be. There are just some very, very simple things. We spent lots of years and years researching these things. And then we spent nearly oh, gosh, six months producing a series of videos, and I love learning by video, and those are all available for you at savingsangel.com. The video program is called 90 Days to Abundance. It's a small one-time price of $29. You get a lifetime membership, and you can take all the time you need to learn how to save on almost every area of your finances, okay? Is it? It's worth thousands of dollars, okay? But I want to make it $29 just to cover our bandwidth and cover our other expenses, and it's yours. Just simply go to our Savings Angel website and then click on the tab that says videos to get your ultimate guide to getting upgrades and discounts on everything. <laughs> All right. And on the line with us right now, we've got Stephen Dash, who's the founder and CEO of Credible.com. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Josh. Great to great to talk with you.
0: And and what is Credible and where did Credible come from? I mean, after all, you're the founder, so I think you, you, you have some insight onto that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so Credible turned five in November this year. We've been around for five years and I moved out from Australia having seen An opportunity to help people make better decisions initially with their student loans. Um, So we set about building a platform where borrowers can access real choice so personalized options from multiple lenders so they're making sure that they get the student loan that's right for them and we added to that a really easy process for actually getting the loan. So we've got US-based customer care, we've got a completely online experience and uh, the things that, that really stand out in our product are the fact that you can get these offers within 60 seconds from multiple lenders, they're real accurate offers from lenders, no impact to your credit and no cost and of course it's obligation free if you don't want to proceed with any of the options, uh, there's, no, there's no requirement to do so. So we sort of thought about doing things a little bit different and we've been, uh, we've been successful in our first five years.
0: So it's nice. So it's it's very, I mean, there's no risk at all. I mean, it's basically like, well, look, you know where your student loan is right now. Let's see if we can improve that. It's certainly, it's it's ultimately up to you if you decide to move forward with it then.
1: That's right. So we, we, we offer a series of products. So we offer student loans for people who are taking loans out in the first place to go to college or grad school. We offer student loan refi, which is for basically young professionals. Once they've graduated and they have a job, uh, and a steady income, they're often eligible for lower rates or a longer repayment term. We offer a personal loan product, and today we just announced that we're piloting a credit card marketplace. The whole concept is making sure people get the right option for their personal situation. Uh, so we've created a new way of doing things with the mission of making sure borrowers get get the right financial mm. products for their specific personal situation.
0: You know, I am all about clarity and, I, and I'm all about making informed decisions. And I think the thing that, you know, as a consumer advocate that that keeps me awake from time to time is knowing that I've got people in my audience right now uh, that are paying fees, that are paying ridiculous interest rates, and they don't need to do that. And 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 these fees and interest rates uh, it could be costing them hundreds and thousands of dollars extra each year just simply because they don't know that there are other options available to them, and so Stephen, before, but there's so many things I want to ask you, uh, um, just because I I love this model of you know being able to have clarity in in your options uh, at all times, and and so I I really like what you guys have done. Now um, I, I guess if you don't mind, kind of like I guess to start, you know, my first question is going to be if if you are going to apply for student loan. So I have I have a daughter. She's going. She's a freshman in college this year. Um, so she, uh, qualifies for, um, for some, um, deferred payment loan. Um, but I, I'd really, I guess just like to, from your perspective, know what are the first steps to take when applying for student loans in general?
1: Sure. Uh, so I'll try and go really simple here because the, the reality is that, it's a really complex process ultimately in terms of what sort of loan is right for who, and there's federal loans or private loans and so on. But very simply uh, the best piece of advice, general advice that, that I would provide is that if you're looking to go to school, tap out on federal loans first. Federal loans are the loans that you just described where undergrads, for example, Um, can get access to loans from the federal government. There is a lifetime maximum. It's $31,000 for dependent students. But these loans will typically be the best option to start with. So you fill out what's called the FAFSA at fafsa.gov, F-A-F-S-A.gov. And that will give you a sense of the federal aid that is available to you, your sort of eligibility for federal aid as well as aid from states and colleges and other scholarship programs so you start there. Um, The reality is that the cost of college is in most cases more than that $31,000 lifetime limit so often you'll find people refer to this as a funding gap. Now. If you're not in a position where you can cover that funding gap, and just to give you a sense of the funding gap for an in-state public school, the funding gap is about $25,000 on average after taking into account financial aid, tax credits, tuition discounts. uh, So $25,000 that people need to come up with over a four year degree. And that's when uh, private student loans are often a really good option for borrowers. And what the private student loan is, is it's a loan from a bank or a, uh, a community, you know, a a community bank or a student loan authority or a fintech company that, uh, that covers that gap. Uh, So, so the, the best advice really simply is fill out the FAFSA, tap out on the federal options first. And then if there's a funding gap left over, Look around, shop around. You know, go to credible.com. We do that. We do that for you, and we make the whole origination process seamless. Uh, but but that's the best place to start. Uh, the second bucket of advice I would give is try and understand what your earning capacity is from your degree. The same way you would look at making an investment, think about college or grad school as an investment, and look at the you know the potential. Return on that investment, i.e. salary income, etc., and try and just do a back of the envelope. All right, I'm going to spend fifty-five thousand dollars going to an Indian public school. What is my potential increase in earnings coming out? A lot of times, that will stack up that number will stack up, people should just get into the habit of thinking about it as an investment and think about what the return looks like afterwards. So they're my two buckets of kind of simple advice. And then there's, you know, everyone's situation is different and uh, often people should seek to talk to family members, friends, financial aid officers about what the uh, right, right path is for them.
0: You know, thankfully, I, I think we're, so we're in this position, this will lead to a second question. Um, you know, so with my daughter, uh, thankfully, we found a very, very cost efficient school. And, uh, and then mom and dad are helping a little bit. She's she has worked very, very hard and will continue to work throughout college. And and I think that we're go- actually going to be able to stay under that. Um, thir- you said it was thirty three thousand, correct? So thirty
1: one thousand dollars for a dependent yeah. undergrad. That's right. Yep.
0: Yeah. But but I, I know, Stephen, that that is not the norm. Um, and, and so uh, do you have any uh, idea like wh- what percentage of, of students going to college right now, their total college education, do either do you know what maybe the average total amount is uh, that they'll spend on that or what percentage are going to be in that land where they're going to need to need to look beyond FAFSA?
1: Yeah, so the average, I think the latest numbers are that the average uh, college grad will graduate with about $35,000 in student debt. So it's just a touch over, but that's just for undergrad, right? So, and that's an average. Um, and so you've got, you know, th- there's a, a wide distribution um, and that uh, of people who are going to in-state public colleges, people going to... For profit and non-profit private colleges, so there's a wide distribution. Then, of course, if you add to that uh, grad school, if you're attending grad school, you know those costs can can increase significantly. The people who are most likely, once they finish college, to refinance their student loans will typically have more more than the average in student loans. So we see about uh, for undergrads about a fifty thousand dollar Student loan, you know a series of student loans that people refinance into a single loan and are often eligible for a lower rate or an extended term For that's for uh, for undergrads or college grads for grad students that number is more like a hundred thousand and then of course if you're in a profession where You're a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist or a pharmacist or you you go out and do an MBA you can be in the multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debt. So it really depends on the path you cho- you choose, and, but the same advice really applies to everyone. Think about the return on investment, the ROI of your education, think about what that means in terms of earnings going forward, and then, you know, a really simple thing that people can do and this to me was the sort of the the the, the foundation of building credible.com was people don't generally understand what other options are out there so I really encourage people to look around and whether that's refinancing which obviously is um, a platform that we provide or whether it's looking at some of the federal loan uh, income driven repayment plans that are available or the federal government loan forgiveness programs that are available for mostly for you know medical and, and teaching and non-profits um, there are a lot of relief options out there, depending on your personal situation.
0: You know, Stephen, what I really like about Credible is it, it, this is great because you and I can have a conversation, and, and you're fairly agnostic. You're like, look, I just, I just want what's best for the student or the, the you know, the the consumer that has the student loan. Uh, it's not like you have to push one particular product or the other, which is I, which is great.
1: Yeah, well, I think I mean ultimately it's bad business to put your customers in a product that is not right for them. Um, and the reality is that everyone's different. Uh, and so what I just encourage people to do is try and understand their options. Obviously we can do that really quickly and easily, uh, through our platform and the technology that we've built. And we've really focused on a millennial segment because people are now used to using Amazon or kayak when they're making decisions about small things why wouldn't they use a similar style platform to make decisions about big things? (laughs) Um, so yes, we are agnostic. Uh, we really do care about the outcomes of people who, who come across our site, you know, and it's the, the reviews from customers really speak for themselves. We have a 9.5 out of 10 rating on Trustpilot and we have, you know, I think something like 700 reviews on there. So, uh, sort of peer reviewed, It is a great experience, it really is, and we really do care about exceeding customers' expectations, and we're taking a long-term view. So, uh, yes, I, I agree with your sentiment.
0: It is. It's 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 fun to be on the consumer side. So someone who's like, wait a minute. So what's the website? If you go to Savings Angel for the person who's listening to us, uh, if you go to SavingsAngel.com right now, um, if you scroll down a little bit on the right hand side, you you probably should see some other credible branding on our site right now, just because we believe in the mission behind Credible, and we know that the student loan crisis uh, is is a big big deal. And I've got friends, Stephen, that that have professional. Degrees, a friend who's an attorney, and you're absolutely right. Uh, loans in the six figures. So obviously, if you're talking about you know figures this large making smart decisions, it's going to be critical. You can't just respond to, oh, well, I got a a piece of mail and they said, blah, blah, blah. I guess I'm just going to go ahead and go with this one provider. Rather using a tool like credible.com, then you have access to all of the information in front of you. So you can be very smart about that. But what I mentioned at Savings Angel, we actually put together kind of a walkthrough and we go through and explain from a Savings Angel perspective, of what we really like about Credible and how to use Credible.com in in a way that is going to, if you've got student loan or you're looking at student loans, it's ultimately going to save you a lot of money. Um, Stephen, one other thing I wanted to go back into, and I can tell already that that we're gonna need to visit a few times because I've got, I've got a list of things that I wanted to cover with you because this is a big deal. Uh, one other thing I wanted to cover just on this subject of acquiring loans And that is the difference between subsidized and unsubsidized loans. I know you talked about that a little bit, um, but can you add just a little bit more clarity to that uh, for someone who's got, you know, they've got a high school student right now, you know, they're starting to get pretty serious about this. um, What should they know about uh, how the subsidized student loan program works? I'd love to just understand the difference between subsidized and unsubsidized loans a bit better, because I know that there's, you know, there's moms and dads that are listening to this right now. They've got high school students, and um, I think it's important to know what you can qualify for.
1: Yeah. So uh, remember at the start, I talked about federal loans and private loans as two different categories of loans, the subsidized versus unsubsidized loans apply to the federal bucket of loans. So the the category of loans that I recommend people start with. And the way it basically works is you are eligible up until a maximum for what's called the subsidized, uh, or a subsidized interest rate. And that basically means that you're not accruing interest through the period while you're studying and for six months after you graduate. Now I mentioned the lifetime limit of federal loans uh, as $31,000 for de- dependent undergrads. Up to $23,000 of that $31,000 can be subsidized loans. That number increases as does the loan limits for independent students. So uh, if you're an independent student or if your parents can't qualify for a PLUS loan, you can actually take out up to $57,500 in federal loans as an undergraduate, although no more than 23000 can be subsidized. A little, a little complex, but the subsidized loans apply to borrowers who are both undergraduates and uh, independent students as well.
0: Now, is that means tested in any way? In other words, do you have to qualify income wise to be able to receive subsidized student loans?
1: Uh, No. So there is another category of loans just to complicate things even further called the Perkins loans. And that that is more of a, a a program that is for people who are uh, suffering you know f- uh, finan- uh financial hardship and things like that so for the majority of people it's these uh, federal loans that are either subsidized or unsubsidized that are the the, that are the most popular
0: and and you know the very very last thing I, I, w- I want to chat about in this conversation is uh, news uh, and that is is uh, out of out of DC there is some talk uh, that or at least there's a proposal, to do away with subsidized federal student loans.
1: Yes, uh, I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but there, you know, there, there is always uh, opinion on how to deal with student loans because it is such a big part of, of the economy. I mean, <laughs> $1.3 trillion in outstanding student debt, which is the second largest category behind mortgage, so there's always proposals and things like that that are, that are being presented. I think the reality is what we will, in my opinion, likely see is more participation from private lenders in the student loan market. And people, people often have an immediate reaction that, oh, that's, a, that's not a good thing. And I would argue that, yeah, sure, there are situations where that may not be a good thing. But right now, what we're seeing, and I mentioned the plus loan. The plus loan is a category of loan that basically sits between the federal loan and the private loan. It is technically a, a, a federal loan. It is offered to grad students and to parents, and it acts kind of like a private loan. So there is a there is a credit assessment, albeit it's a very light one. It's a it's basically, hey, have you been bankrupt or are you are you late on? Pay? So it's a light credit assessment where basically everyone gets the same rate. That APR right now sits at about 8%. That is relevant to describe that product because private lenders have an alternative to the PLUS loan. They call it a parent loan and it is, for all intents and purposes, the same loan as the PLUS loan. But it does not come with the 4% upfront disbursement fee of the Plus loan, and the interest rates on the on the on the parent loan are lower than the 7% interest rate on the Plus loans that uh, is the new rate for for 2017-2018. So there is a the, the summary is there's a private loan alternative that frankly is really competitive with the Plus loan.
0: I mean, I would imagine so. I mean, if you're looking at a, you know, a free market trying to compete, obviously they, they need to offer something that is is better than what is available and an, an option might that might not otherwise be available to a parent. Or again, they're going to have to compete on price. I don't know if you feel like more competition is a good thing. Generally, in most consumer things, I do.
1: I totally agree. I think more competition is a good thing. I think from our perspective we're seeing uh, lenders who have very and we're getting a little technical here but very different costs of capital so in other words there is an ability for you know some of the student loan authorities most states have a student loan authority where the student loan authorities have access to different types of funding and therefore they can ultimately pass on some of those savings to consumers so competition is a good thing and it really ultimately it's a really good thing for consumers because they're given more options they have more choice they probably have a wider availability of um, of solutions for that for their needs so yes we think competition is a good thing we think consumers should shop around we think the process of getting a loan should be simple and i want to just highlight that we're very different to what people might consider traditional lead generation for banks. We're helping a borrower through really the majority, 90% of the process by giving them these pre-qualified offers in real time. We have a customer care center here in San Francisco and our entire origination experience you can do on a mobile phone, you can do it on your laptop or on 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 an iPad. It's a really simple experience where we're leveraging technology to take away the hurdles associated with you know oh i'll just put that off and i'll deal with it later on the reality is the average borrower who looks to reduce their interest rate and reduce that the term of their loan on credible.com saves eighteen thousand dollars so it is a really you know over the lifetime of their loan but that's a really significant number and for borrowers who are looking to extend the term of their repayment, in other words, looking to reduce their monthly payment, they'll ultimately pay more in in terms of a total interest and in principal repayment. But those borrowers, that category of borrower is able to reduce their monthly payment by $218. So looking for options and comparing options from different lenders is sort of, you know, point number one, going ahead and actually getting the offer is sort of point number two. So Credible.com brings the two of those things together so that people get real choice and then getting the actual offer that they select is super simple. And we think those two things are, are a pretty important combination, particularly for millennials who are used to that really simple experience.
0: So Credible compared to, say, a loan comparison site. Here's my experience with a loan comparison site. and And I've seen these where, what ends up happening is you may see some data in terms of maybe what current rates are. You fill out the form and then basically you get inundated with sales calls from different companies. <laughs> that is not what Credible does.
1: Yeah, we think that's not a great experience, uh, surprisingly. So we yeah, we built Credible.com from, from the consumer's perspective. So what's a good experience? A good experience is, I spend, I invest a small amount of time, so call it 90 seconds by filling out 12 questions that will allow Credible to give you an accurate offer from multiple lenders in real time, importantly without impacting your credit score and without sending all the data to lenders. So we've built a technology platform that's able to accurately price your credit from multiple lenders and we present that back to you instantly. So we talked about no obligation and no cost. That's cost you nothing. It hasn't even impacted your credit score and your data hasn't been shared with anyone. So we think that is a really neat way of, and it's the right way for a consumer to go through this process. So yeah, compared to a lead gen site where, frankly, you get a rate range. So it'll say, hey, you can go with lender A and you'll get a rate between 3% 3% and 7%, which is not really helpful for making that decision. And then lender B will offer you a rate as low as, you know, 2.89%. Again, there's no guarantee that you qualify for the lowest rate. The comparison I often make is to a to a travel site like Kayak or Expedia. If someone said to you, hey, you can fly from SFO to JFK and it's going to cost you somewhere between... and $470 that's not a particularly helpful user experience and that's the comparison so we tell you exactly the rate that you're going to get within two minutes of being on our site so 90 seconds to fill it out we present the options and it's cost you nothing your data hasn't been shared and it has not impacted your credit score and then if you're ready to proceed with one of those options we help you through the rest of the process so it really is a concierge style experience because this is a big decision that people are making, and uh, we really care about the consumer first, and we've built our whole product proposition and user experience around what's right for the consumer.
0: I love it. So for the person who's been listening to this conversation, if this has been helpful, and I love this, Stephen, it's kind of like a master class on uh, student loans, uh, and and I've got more that I want to talk about with you in, in another episode, uh, but if to the person who's listening to this, if this has been helpful for you, please take a look at our guide that we put together at Savings Angel. You, you'll you be actually be supporting Savings Angel uh, by taking a look at that. And we've put together more information. And then you can take a look and see if Credible.com is going to be a great solution for you. And Stephen, I, I want to thank you so much for uh, answering all my questions. I know that this is incredibly helpful. I know that student loans can be very confusing and and quite frankly, very intimidating. Again, having just gone through the process. And we began my, my daughter's senior year, um, you know, even as I, I think my wife and I are pretty financially savvy, but still, you know, it's, it's a big obligation. Um, so we just want to make sure that we're being very, very smart uh, about that process. So thank you so much, um, Stephen Dasher, the founder and CEO of Credible.com. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: My pleasure, Josh. Thanks for having me along. i just add a final comment is we have a resource center on our site as well. So if you go through Savings Angel and you check out the the guide that you guys put together, there's also on our site a resource center with literally thousands of articles on, hey, where do I start? What's the difference between fixed and variable? What's the difference between subsidized and unsubsidized? And we made it really easy to consume that content. So if people have further inquiries or questions that's a great place to start we've really tried to simplify it to make it sort of very easy to consume content love
0: it love it Stephen. thank
1: you so much thanks josh
0: i'd like to thank Stephen Dash from Credible.com for sharing with us some great tips. And again, thank you so much to Credible.com for sponsoring this segment as well. I really do appreciate being able to work with sponsors who are able to help us with the research and expertise, uh, and then just being able to allow us the space to be able to cover some very important information. Uh, Being able to do student loans better is something that I think is incredibly important for our Savings Angel audience. I know it's in Incredibly important for me and my family. Uh, You know, because when you're empowered with this information, that, my friends, is part of living abundantly. Now, going from Stephen Dash, we're going to go and talk about dash cams and with that we're going to talk with max thayer who is a us-based product manager with anchor who pr- produced a, a very very cool dash cam now you may have heard dash cams i'm sure you've seen dash cam videos on the web on social media on youtube uh, but let's let's talk with max because i want to find out uh, about dash cams and why someone listening to this program right now should consider investing in a dash cam All right, Max Thayer, your product manager with Anchor, and you guys have some pretty cool products for home and life, and in particular, and what I want to talk about today, for the car. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. All right. So I have been using a product and it's, it's a Rove dash cam. And can you explain, for someone who doesn't really know what a dash cam is, can you explain essentially what it is? Sure. Well, for the
2: last hundred years, we've been driving cars across this country, and we've always relied on word of mouth to talk about what happens in an accident or mm-hmm. a potential situation. And now we're
0: putting cameras in cars so you can monitor the road in front of you. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and you, it's one of those things that uh, I think it, they're becoming more and more popular. When, I mean, what's the kind of the history of dash cams? Like, when did they first kind of hit the scene, and where have we evolved to today?
2: Yeah, sure. Well, if you, if you want to really do a history lesson, I think they kind of have a, a somewhat dark origin where they were really popularized uh, in Russia and China. You're right, unfortunately- Yes. That's right. Unfortunately, they have a history of rampant insurance fraud. So there were schemes over there. And, you know, we don't need to go into them. But they started building this technology, Mm -hmm. which allowed drivers to protect themselves. Yeah, um, equipping their car with a device that could monitor the road ahead of them. And it's become really popular in the United States just in the last three years.
0: Yeah, it has. So What kind of price points do we typically see on on dash cams? And of course, Rove has just come up with one. And and the reason you and I are chatting about because I did my research and I found that Rove has one that is very, very consumer friendly in terms of pricing.
2: Yeah, thanks. And we worked really hard to get the absolute most value bang for the buck we could in that product. You're going to see a year ago, the top of the line dash cams were all out there for $200 per unit. Yeah. I mean, they were really beautiful cameras, but they just weren't affordable yeah. in, a, in a family budget. And we've worked really hard to get it below the $100 mark. We're proud to announce that right now it's selling on Amazon for $89.99.
0: All right. So the million dollar question then, or I should say the $89.99 question is. Right. Why does it make sense to make that investment, that, that $89 investment for their vehicle today?
2: Sure, Joshua. Well, the question we want to ask is how do you put a price on your safety? Now, these devices are about protecting yourself in the car. So you want to protect yourself. We want to talk about protecting you from distracted driving. We want to even talk to you about uh, protecting yourself from uh, red light cameras and speed zone. You can actually get evidence of your driving behavior and bring it to court of law. We want to talk about protecting your parked vehicle. Even if you're not in the car, these cameras today have a little sensor, gyroscope, that wakes up if they detect movement in the vehicle. So if there's a hit and run, you're okay. And then also, we want to protect your children. So if you have a teenage driver who's new behind the wheel, now there's a resource for you to actually monitor, drive them, give them lessons about safe driving behavior, check their speed and all those things that a parent needs to do.
0: How does the dash cam actually work? Like, what is it doing? How do you interact with it?
2: Yep, that's a great question. So the dash cam is a little device, um, smaller than your wallet, which has a sticker that mounts on your windshield, a removable sticker. And it's got a 1080p full HD camera, which is always pointed out with a wide angle lens, recording the road in front of you. You buy an SD card and you put it in, and it'll allow you, depending on the size, to record up to, two hours, five hours, or 10 hours of footage. And then we have a mobile app which syncs with the device which will let you save clips and uh, watch the, view, the footage on your phone anytime.
0: Oh my gosh. So what what do you do then if something crazy happens in front of you? like, And you're like, oh my gosh, I, I, need, that, I need that video. Like, what, what do you do in that case?
2: There's a lot of ways you can respond. There's a button right on the side of the camera that means flag it as an emergency or a critical situation or you can open the app and save it for later use. You can archive as much footage as you want we'll store it forever.
0: Wow, I see that you guys are selling on Amazon. Why distribute through Amazon?
2: Well, for us, it's about the cost to the customer. Uh, our company, Anchor, our parent company, has a long heritage of selling over Amazon because we can deliver some of the best consumer electronics for the best prices. I will add, though, that we're currently in negotiations to roll out this Rove line of products, like the Rove dash cam, to some stores near you, but I can't disclose yet who our retail partners Uh are.
0: It's a great product. So one, one other reason that I chose the row of is it, it, it feels very consumer friendly. It feels very easy to use and the packaging and everything was just, it seemed like someone who maybe wasn't a hardcore tech geek could, could interface and use the product. Do you agree with that? I mean, is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, Josh. I think
2: that's a great concept. We designed the thing with only four buttons. Less is more. You need to record a menu, and that's about it. Uh, So you mount it on your dashboard, plug it in, and it'll start working right away. And then I think one unique innovation that we brought to this space is we started designing the app on day one. So when you want to actually interface with the product on a daily basis, it couldn't be simpler.
0: Hmm. I love it. Hey, uh, Max, can you think of like any stories that you've heard of people who have used your product and, and it really ended up saving their bacon? Yeah, Josh, I'm,
2: I'm glad you asked because actually our uh, customers, our users across the country have been writing in and telling us their stories. So I, they, they send them to me all the time. And I actually wrote down two here that we really like. Uh, one here, we call it superhero justice. There was a guy in rural Illinois who was pumping gas at a local gas station and the gas station convenience store got held up and <gasps> mugged right in front of him and he actually had caught the perpetrator on camera as he ran past his car sent it into the local police station and it resulted in an arrest oh my gosh that's a pretty extreme story but we just couldn't help feel like we played a role in justice yeah <laughs> you're doing you're doing good in the world yeah And then I got a second story uh, that I like a lot. And I think if you were to file an insurance claim, you'd be really glad you had this camera. We call this one hit by a house. Uh, One of our drivers recently was hit by a house. And you're probably thinking, no, no, I understand. I'm sure this person hit a house. But in our case, actually, a small trailer home fell off a tractor trailer in front of them and hit the corner of their car. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And they had to file an insurance claim. And you bet you they attach the clip from that dash cam footage.
0: Oh my gosh. You know, I can't imagine the number of people that, you know, if you're in a fender bender or a car, you know, slams on the brakes in front of you and and you crash into each other. I mean, you having a video of that, I mean, that that can make a huge difference on an insurance claim.
2: Yeah, it sure can. There's a lot of erratic driving out there on the roads, especially with distracted driving today. Me personally, I think it's Increasing become one of the uh, largest problems on America's roads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, ever since I bought this dash cam as well, and I drive uh, to work every day with my fiance, and she's felt safer since we put it in.
0: Yeah, yep. Well, I tell you, I, I, I got one because I wanted to try it out. I love it. You're right. It was super easy to use. One thing that you'll, you'll want to do when you get it, when you order it on Amazon, make sure you get yourself a little memory card as well because um, you will need that to store the video, right?
2: Yeah, that's correct. It says it on the page. You need to get a micro SD card, mm-hmm. uh, and that's up to you. Uh, you can buy it in different size increments, either 16 gigabytes, 32 gigabytes, or 64, depends on the storage, and that will get you anywhere from two, five, or ten hours of archive.
0: Yeah, you would you would think that that would be quite enough. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Max, I appreciate it. So again, you know, as you're researching dash cams, Rove is on Amazon and you can spell it. It's R O A V. That's the one I did a bunch of searching. I did a bunch of uh, research and uh, I loved it so much that I called Max. I'm like, (laughs) Max, I love your product. My audience needs to know about it. So uh, Max, thank you so much. Max, they're a product manager with anchor. Uh, You guys do a lot of cool consumer products. What else does Anchor do?
2: Yeah, we sure do.
0: Everybody should go
2: check out anchor.com. It's spelled A-N-K-E-R. And you'll see our lineup. We're getting into the home appliance market with Mm. a Robovac. We got a really exciting announcement just came out about a new uh, Amazon Echo Dot-like product called the Eufy Genie. uh, And we just launched our first projector, which is like a portable theater in a box. So everyone should check it out for a lot of great new tech.
0: Love it. Love it. Max, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Have a great day. Again, thank you so much to Max from Anchor. Uh, and also, uh, they, I will say that they did hook me up with a demo unit that I was able to try. That was very, very cool of them. Thank you so much. I, I really do mean that. Uh, it was something that I had been considering. I was wondering if my Savings Angel audience, this is something that we should talk about. I'm very, very grateful that I was able to test this, um, get that information. It was very easy. I think anybody could very easily get a dash cam, just get a little SD, micro to SD card, put it in there and you're off and running. And it's just one more area of protection that you can add for you and your family. And being protected, that is part of living abundantly. If you've loved hearing everything on this podcast, if would you take a second and leave a five-star review in iTunes? By doing so, you help us get this podcast out to more people. The higher our rating, the more we're noticed. I can't do it without you. And as always, if you have any specific questions or if there's something you'd like to hear me talk about, you can drop me a comment in our podcast feedback, you can write to me on our Facebook group, or you can call our podcast hotline. That number is 407-205-205. 9250 and leave a leave me a message. I'll answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. A lot of what we do is inspired by questions we get on our Facebook group or people that have called that number. And so I don't know what you want until you let me know. And if you let me know, I think we're probably gonna do it. Listen. Thank you so much for listening. I want you to have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you so much for listening. Well, not fascinating, but it's a
2: reality.